It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. I'm alive. How are we doing, Ben? <laughs> yeah, good. Thanks, man. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, man. I'm glad we've got this uh, finally sorted. We're not using Zoom like we usually do, but we feel like this is actually not a bad way to be doing the podcast going forward, especially with so much tennis happening thick and fast. It's a good way to get more content out without having to like edit and just record them and just change. It just takes too long (laughs) usually, doesn't it? I don't think people want to hear about that though. (laughs) But yeah, obviously there's tennis going on at the moment, bringing you first live podcast we've got nori david uh davidovich fakina playing at the moment uh davidovich fakina having another amazing match right now he's nearly taking the second set uh, third set there against cam nori in what could go all the way to five i think well you fancied nori didn't you for that one i did but i still think he could still put it through you've already seen he's done it against schwartzman so it's nothing to stop another cam nori comeback i don't think yeah, it's a tight game, to be fair. Both of them are really top players. But um, like you said, I think five sets is quite a good um, prediction on where, how far this one's going to go. Well, I and um, on, on uh, yesterday, didn't I? I said Kukushkin in five. Uh, he was up against... Who was he up against again? Kukushkin. Kukushkin. He was up against uh, Garin. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a really good result for Kukushkin. But yeah, let's just crack on and talk about the uh, some of the results from yesterday. Because there are so many amazing matches, and I'm surprised we haven't spoken about them until now. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Uh, well, yeah, let, well, let's, I'll get the stream up now. For like a, a, a screen. Um, yeah, yeah. So we start at the top there. Matteo Berrettini, Ugo Humbert. And I didn't really see that going any other way than a Berrettini win, to be honest. And that's what happened. Straight sets, completely cruised through, really, against the young Frenchman. Yeah, it's too powerful, isn't he? He's um, a brilliant player. And one we don't really talk about enough. Obviously, we saw him win UTS recently. But uh, I don't know if you saw one of the shots he made. A lot of people on Twitter and that were calling it the shot of the tournament so far. Yes. It was uh, where he was pushed out (laughs) wide. He just hit some mad forehand round the side of the net. It was was pretty crazy. If there was a crowd there, he would have been in the crowd, I think. (laughs) That's how far that It was very Rafa-esque, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. He was literally just touching the sideboards just when he actually hit it, pretty much. And then snuck it around the side post, which... uh, we're starting to see this more frequently these days. The athletic ability of tennis players in this day and age. We're actually getting to see more and more crazy shots. I think yeah. all of these players, they can sprint so fast. They can like stretch their legs like the splits, like Djokovic, stuff like this. You're just getting to see superhuman people on court. And I think it's super exciting. It just adds to the game these days. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, yeah, I completely agree. Before we go on to the who he's been playing next, just shout yeah. out to Davo in the comments. Good to see someone watching live. Yeah, Sorry for we sure. Waiting. We was having a few uh, difficulties getting set up. And you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, and Paul as well. We know he's always commenting. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Brucevori versus Rude. I saw, saw in some comments on another YouTube channel that there was, uh, was it six U's in two surnames, which is a bit of a weird, <laughs> a weird thing to have. Weird uh, observation, but yeah, very uncommon. But it was the match that I sort of was real like looking forward to most in this yeah, room because they're two yeah. such bright young prospects. But I'm not sure what happened. Maybe the it was too much too soon for Rusevori or the five sets against the Denny. Was it was he injured or was he just fatigued? I couldn't tell at the end of that second set. He yeah, he looked done and yeah, he had I don't know about up. that to be fair. I wouldn't say he was fatigued. I think it was actually a really close match. I didn't really see much between them. I think the scoreline makes it look a bit more one-sided than what it was. A lot of the time, Rude was uh, saving a lot of break points. And uh, it was a lot of juice matches, which he was able just to get through and uh, and hold, which is, is vital at this level. But like you said, we saw the we saw, showed the graphic last week of um, Rude's top spin. It's one yeah. of the best in the game on his forehand and backhand side. So... This guy has got raw ability and we've seen him for a few years now. Like we was talking about him last year, about how he's one of the up and coming young players who could win a lot of things. Since then, he won a clay tournament at the beginning of the year yep. and um, predominantly clay court player, but he can do both. And um, yeah, very impressive against Rusevora. I think a little bit more experience on this stage. Obviously, Rusevora is his first slap. So it's a yeah. bit of a, the two ruse, the rude come good, on though. top. Still very good, though, for Rusevori because to beat someone like Bedeni in the first round and Kasper Rude is one of the hot young prospects. He's, he's just uh, that next level above Rusevori at the moment. He's already been through what Rusevori went through and now he's really getting into the groove in the Grand Slams, I, I feel. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to see more what he will do at the French than what he... I mean, obviously, he came up against Federer last year and I've stupidly did one of my things where I it was so on the bandwagon for Bruce I thought he was uh, for Rude I thought he was going to beat Federer but he lost in straight sets so <laughs> did one of my classy I got too carried away yet again but uh yeah, yeah I remember that well he was in the office and you was bigging him up like next level oh mate well he's a talent and that top spin was evident against uh Rusevori. he can really finish off points uh very very comprehensively with that top spin so, yeah. Anyway, let's just move down the draw. Yeah, let's, have a, look there, down, so let's have a look down. This game, not really much to report on. It's not the most exciting. They're not two names that <laughs> stand out, and we're going to get overly excited about Escobar. Escobedo, sorry, was actually the favourite in this tie, obviously being the US guy. But for me, I've kind of, ex- I don't know, I think Caruso generally is the better tennis player. Escobedo's got a really good uh, yeah. forehand, but wasn't much for a report on there. Caruso went through in the end in four sets. And this game was actually, I don't know, it started off the Rublev we know, like the just sheer yeah. power just completely dominated him. But Barrett sort of grew into the into the match as it went on. And there was a close third set where he kept breaking yeah, he Rublev back, but wasn't enough really. Yeah, again, it's just a, a golfing class, I feel. Yeah, I was going to say about uh, Andre Rublev. I think he's just doing well because I didn't back him to win the tournament this time. I backed him on the last tournament and he went out in the first round. I think so. you backed him on one of the other ones <laughs> at the beginning of the year as well. Mate, uh, if I back if I back people, they tend to uh, drop out pretty uh, sharpish. So, Well, we're yeah, speaking I... to of Jenny Donskoy as well, isn't he, in quarantine? And he was telling us um, how much yeah. Andre Rublev loves tennis and how he trains more or less every day. When oh. he was injured, he was just missing it so much. He was just watching clips of it and just yeah. he just misses tennis he's one of the guys you can't get away from tennis he's probably never going to retire he's going to be like endless like Federer um, oh, sure I think but, so I think he's one of those players like you said you've seen his training regimes you see how intense he is even in those and I just I just feel he's been touted by Federer people like that that's the name that they picked out as the person they think is going to become one of the next big stars in the sport which is pretty high praise from someone like Federer to be honest yeah yeah but looking at those I mean he obviously goes through to play Caruso I'd fancy him to just uh, clean up there to be honest I mean that's yeah 
I'm more interested in the round afterwards. It could potentially be a Rublev Berrettini. Yeah, potentially. I mean, rude, don't rule out rude. No, I'm not going to rule out rude. He could do it, but looking at the favourites, you'd fancy Berrettini Rublev. And yeah, sure. I remember that tie a few times, actually. I forget what events it might have been. I don't want to say it, but I think they could have played in the Australian Open. And uh, Rublev, um, Berrettini finished him off quite a, uh, quite easily. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have the stats of hand, but I know that Berrettini, I think he's won the head-to-head uh, more times than Rublev has. So you'd fancy him there. Um, it's just it'll be a close match. It'll be a good match for sure to watch. That's like another level again, isn't it? It's just it, there's levels in tennis, and there's the Rusevori, the Rude, yeah. and then a Berrettini, and you just expect these players to win each time. So it puts a little bit of pressure on Berrettini, really. So and then who's above that? Well, you've got like the teams for City Pass, and then above that again, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> exactly. you've, above that again, you've got about a space, and then you've got another space, and then another space, and then you've got Federer and Nadal. And then Djokovic at the moment, just edging them as well, just above yeah. them, just well, looking down on them. It's incredible. But uh, yeah, the next match I just want to speak about because I was watching this one last night and I just thought the standard of tennis was well, amazing. Much, isn't it? Dimitrov versus uh, Martin Fuchsovic. And Fuchsovic is one of these players, and we keep on saying it, you can't sleep on Martin Fuchsovic because... He is dangerous and he all goes under everyone's radar. He's probably one of the most underrated players on the men's oh, yeah, tour. Sure. And he took set off Federer in the last Grand Slam and he's there doing it again. And this one, it was not an easy match, but the fact that he he still looked fresh in that final set. And I thought yeah. that was what was so impressive. Dimitrov seemed to, I don't know, he was wilting was a little bit that in that final set, he was definitely struggling, and it, he cleaned up pretty easily in that final set. And I'm going to play a bit of a devil's advocate here, Ben. <laughs> Go on, then. With Dimitrov, obviously, he's had um, quite a bad sort of strain of coronavirus recently. Uh, Do you think that's had an impact on his body sort of long term in terms of is that affecting him in this tournament? You never know, but... Then again, Djokovic has had it as well, and he seems to be doing all right. So, <laughs> but can you compare the two? Can you? So uh, I don't know if you can or not. Oh, we've got Jeremy in the comments. What's he saying? I don't know. Uh, Dimitrov did it again. Yeah, he lost the one match. Uh, lost I think one it's, match. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Dimitrov is one of those players who we always say it's just a, a dangerous selection sometimes. Yeah. And, and just uh, you expect him to win and then he just suddenly will just come up with these bizarre losses in his career all the way through the year, really. And this is another one of those. He should have really sealed it. He, he, had, he had the match won. He, he yeah, really did. And he sort of was just, just wilted out in the end. But you've got to put, give a lot of praise to Fuksovic, I feel. A lot of people don't know too much about him, like you said, but he's an incredible player. You always oh. see him at the slams. He does perform as well. We saw it. It's a, a bit disappointing at Wimbledon. We was watching the match, wasn't we? We yeah, didn't yeah. play for the whole thing because it was going on for about five hours, I think. It <laughs> was Panini, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. was an incredible match, though. Five setters yet again. And it goes to show he pushes all of those top players. And yeah. And he took a set, obviously, off Federer as well. This is like somebody who needs to be recognized by just the neutral tennis fan. And hopefully that type of result will put him on the map a bit more. Yeah, yeah, and same goes probably for the next person who we should speak about. Francis TFO turned up last night and uh, in style, uh, he did the exact uh, same thing as what Martin's done there. He's just come two sets to one down, and then he's just taken those final two sets and really impressive performance as well. And I, I, we've both not had the best things to say about TFO in the previous like few episodes i thought i've been quite negative really towards him yeah, not really massive fans of his style of play and what he brings to tennis but a lot of people did remind us after that video about how what he's like this guy's still a young guy he's got a very, lot of potential very. um and he, pr- he proved us wrong because we both fancied milman for this tire and it looked like it was going to be that way especially after the third set yeah um but he, he he dug in and showed a lot of fight and played some really good tennis and managed to win. So fair play to TFI. I know. Uh, I just think that it was it was it seemed like quite an even match though. Like if you look at, if you looked at the stats and stuff, all of them did across the board were pretty even. Even he well TFO actually 
had much more unforced errors than Milman. It was 73 and less winners. But it just goes to show. Yeah, but Milman's more goal. out there, isn't he? He's trying to he's he trying is. to make he's things a, happen more than TFO, I'd say. He's a little bit more of yeah. He's a little bit, a bit more. more goes, yeah, for sure. I, th- I I would totally agree with that. But yeah, I'm, I, that's an exciting match for probably both of those players in the next round because either of those would probably fancy their chances, to be honest, to make yeah, it yeah. into the fourth round. And that moves us on nicely to the next one, who, for me, you've said it before the tournament even started, for me, standout player of the tournament so far, if you're not talking about any of the top people, JJ Wolf. I mean, the mullet. Round of applause. Yeah, round of applause for that mullet. And for the performances, because this is somebody who some people might not have even heard of, heard his name before this tournament. Mm. And he, the way he's dispatched some of these players is quite incredible. He hasn't really even struggled any of these uh, first few matches. He had a set taken off him against Pella where he looked like he had a bit of an absent-minded set. But in this uh, latest match, Kabai's Boehner, he's not a bad player. He's, uh, well just outside top 100, 101. And he's just taking him out with ease, really. But I, I don't know. JJ Wolf's not played anyone particularly brilliant. Um, let's see him against one of the top 50 guys or something like that. I think he'll give him a lot well, more of a game. Yeah. Granted, he played Pella, and Pella's a, <laughs> Pella's a bit... I'm not, I don't want to dismiss Pella, but he's had a lot of um, off-court problems of late. I'm not sure yeah. if he's... I think that probably would have a bit of an impact on his, on his game. He didn't even Style. know if he was going to be there or allowed to play. So the style that he beat him, I was watching the last set of that match and he seemed to power him off the court. There was his serving was really, really good in the match and he was following it up each time with very, very powerful, accurate like corner strikes. And he still comes to the net. He finishes points off well. And there's just an air of confidence, which is coming out of him, which is great to see from someone that, that age and I'm hoping he can carry that confidence in to the next match which is against obviously whew, he's in hot form at the moment Daniel Medvedev oh now the tournament started for him isn't it yeah I mean he t- he took out well friend of the podcast Chris O'Connell who we uh, spoke to I think it was maybe a month ago or so and he was saying he was hoping to play in the uh, US Open I was actually speaking to him earlier today just after the match just getting mm. his thoughts on the match he just said I was just saying well done he actually played a really great great match to be honest mm. and I thought that the commentators on the match they were just all praise for Chris O'Connor he was saving break points left right and center on his own serve uh this is just credit to him because Medvedev just doesn't go away he's so powerful so accurate so fast around the court so difficult to play against and he yeah. just said yeah it was a great experience to be at the US Open obviously he beat Jair in the first round but he said yeah it's just too it's too tough it's just quality <laughs> and it went to show like Medvedev even with a tough competitor like O'Connell he just somehow breezed through in straight sets uh, it's going to be really tough for JJ Wolf to be, even be competing in that match. He's not going to be expected to win or even take a set. To be fair, but I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty tricky. I think it's. I wouldn't underestimate him. Excited, in form, a man in form is a man to be feared about for sure. I'm and, excited. Um, no, it's just something I want to talk, like add on to. Yeah, this. Yeah. We've got the Go French Open coming up soon, and we've got players like Alcaraz, Massetti. We want to see them at the French Open, and this just shows yeah. that someone like JJ Wolf. They're, this, they're very much, I feel, similar calibre on different surfaces. So you've got Alcaraz and thing. They can do the same kind of level of tennis on clay courts. Just give them a chance. That's what we need. We need to see them in these events. And how exciting will a Roland Garros be if they're there and be playing in it? Because we've seen what JJ Wolf's been able to do. And oh. even Rusevori, to, to a point, yeah. he's only his first slam. So, um, well, yeah, just before, I, I was going to just add that because I thought it was important. That's what I was going to say as well, was that... that... Thanks for bringing that up. If Rusevori had have had the same route as JJ Wolf, he'd probably be in the same situation. I think exactly. Yeah, I agree. Like, look at the route he had. He had Badeni and Rude. That's not an easy start. No, to your, no. Uh, that's like uh, yeah, two really tough players coming up against two pretty much top thirty players in your first two matches. And I think he gave a good account of himself, so he can leave with his head held high. 
Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Joe Van, as well, for the comment. This is live. We are live. And <laughs> you're thinking this is live because we're enjoying it. So, yeah, exactly. Appreciate it. Move on to the next part, which is my man. He had a little scare, but he made it through. Roberto Batista Agut is now through to the next round. He gave me a little bit of a scare there, but who didn't in this round a little bit? Djokovic lost a set to Edmund as well, so I, I don't mind. He's had a busy week the last week as well, so Batista Agut, I think it was still a little bit more of a workmanlike performance. He's just so good, isn't he? Just yeah, yeah. watching him play, I just I still can't get over just the... Uh, it's just the accuracy of his striking, which is uh, really like bewilders me when I watch him. But that, that second set wasn't really like him. Kekmanovic upped his level a bit, but Batista are good. I don't know. He just took over. I think he just, he just dictates the play so well. He I was really just... impressed with Kekmanovic, so yeah, I've, well, I've, I've not rated set. him enough. Like in my mind, in my mental rankings, Kekmanovic jumped a Why? few places for sure. What makes you say that? I mean. No, I've just never, I never rated him as highly as I did after seeing him play against a good, and not just that, there's been a few games of late. I remember seeing him playing in the, was it next gen he was playing in the fast four and a mm. few of them matches as well. I was really impressed with too, but it just in general, i just feel like after oh, this a gut performance, the way he played, he was right in that match and a gut is in some of the yeah. form of his life as well. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Um, no. But then that sets up a nice tire against, well, this is the, the upset yeah. of the yeah. of the tournament so far, you could say, right? I thought of, I I saw the matchup and I just we know how good Basic Pospisil is as well. We know like we saw oh, him in Yeah, we saw him in some of those uh ATP events and he's he was beating some really good people, even though he's like low ranked and he's coming back and we know that what his real like his limit is so high. So I I wasn't surprised I wasn't that surprised, to be honest, to see him take out Round. Roundich has been in hot form. But don't forget, he did play all the way to a final last week as well. And that can sometimes take it out of someone, especially with someone like Pospisil as well. He gets around the court so much. He's a very busy player on the court. And I think he made Roundich work like very, very hard in this match. And that Man, was I think it's evident. a Djokovic effect. Playing Djokovic in this form demoralise <laughs> yeah. you and physically drain you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was really impressed. Well, Brownich's serve was still banging, but it wasn't. It still had its lapses, and Pospisil was consistent the whole way through the match. And I don't think anyone um, would have bought that result. It's a fair play to Pospisil because it's a brilliant achievement. I'm scared now. Batista a good scuff against Pospisil in the next round. (laughs) I'm just hoping that uh, he can squeeze past. Uh, Hopefully, that took a bit out of him, but. I don't know. That's an exciting Great. one. Water as well, this one. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very exciting. This uh, These third round matches that are coming up, I'm yeah, so totally gassed for a few of these. I can't wait for them to get going. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, had your lad next. The, your yeah. uh, outsider My dark horse, mate. Your dark and it was, To be fair, these next two matches we're going to discuss, they look very comfortable. First two sets, you're thinking this is going to be over soon. And one of them turned out like that. But the other one, well, he made a bit of a hash of it, to be fair, Dimonor. <laughs> yeah. He was 5-1 yeah. up, I think, in the tie break or something ridiculous. He was winning the tie break. And then he lost six points on the bounce and ended up losing that tie break from, well, from the brink of winning of winning the match. Yeah. And then from that moment on, I was just a bit unsure. Is it going to go to a fifth? I think Gasquet was pushing a lot on the foot in the fourth set. I'm not sure if Gasquet had a break in that one, but uh, he was def- certainly pushing Dimonor. Dimonor looked really good, though. I was really impressed with his game overall. He just fought it a bit in that third set and even the fourth. But he managed to pull for a win. And then he played the other guy, Hatchinoff, who won, well, playing at about 70%. Uh, Kutznetsov, yeah. which was no match, really. Um, with, uh, you know, Russian. Yeah. yeah, with the uh, Dimonor win, something about uh, Gasquet, which is always strange with his game. He plays like his best tennis when he's on the back foot all the time. <clears throat> he he doesn't ever come out and win the first few points of the match or of the game rather, and then then he's already got the front foot and then keeps winning. 
he'll go like love 30 down and then he starts having to hit really hard shots all the time and he ha- and starts bringing out all of his best tennis why can't he just do it from the start <laughs> they'd be like so much better off every time like every time he's playing i just noticed that from him he just has this like mentality where he just is he needs something to get him going he needs like a jolt just, yeah, just yeah. come on you're in a game here but too little too late and uh, alex de Manor is obviously one of these people who could go quite far in this competition if he gets past Karen Kachanov and then potentially Batista are good. Hopefully not. <laughs> we could have a matchup on our hands if they I, both... know. I think a good's too good, man, but you know, oh, you never know. But moving down, this is where we was potentially getting excited about an all English uh, fourth round. It's not gonna happen. Hopefully I don't know, we don't know because one of well, it's not it's not gonna happen certainly all English, but Dan Evans could still go through. Yeah, He's he playing uh, Mutet at the moment when that's been called off. So we'll just skip that one. But talking What's about this? Felix, Andy Murray, what did you make of that? Uh, well, uh, I, I think that was the sort of the main talking point, really. I was a bit sad watching it. And I just it just felt like a an old man versus a young boy a little bit. Just I just felt like Murray, obviously not back fully fit again after the last match. Or he just looked like he was struggling around the court. And laboured. M5 sets took a lot out of him, didn't it? And Felix looks better than ever, like he's ever looked. He was hitting harder than ever I've hit seen him hit. He was hitting the court. Murray, everything in his serve, Murray's serves were some of the worst serving he's done in a while. Like his second serves, I think they said were like 70 miles an hour or 75. You can't do that against someone as hard. They were just flying past him before he'd even finished his service action, I think. It was crazy. I don't know what was going on, but Murray, fair play to him. He's come back. He did. He's had two really good results on the comeback. He had the win against Zverev. He had the great comeback against Nishioka. He's given us something to talk about. Yeah. and It's just great to see him playing Grand Slam tennis again. But yeah, Felix, he's the next breed. And in a way, that was what we were hoping for from this tournament anyway from the start. I was hoping the next gen of players, we're going to see who is going to be the next challengers for Grand Slams. And he can be one for the future who could be winning multiple Grand Slams. That's what I think. Yeah, well, on the topic of English talent, Sumner uh, uh, Lennon has just brought a comment saying uh, Laurie eventually just lost it. What's he doing? Is he losing? Uh, he's now... Uh, Davidovich, I'm never going to get this right. Davidovich, Fakina has 5 1. Uh, he's 5 1 up in the final, uh, well, not final set, pretty much is fourth set. So he's serving it out. Oh, it's it's it. I don't know what's happened to Nori here. Uh, I had it on, but it said the event has ended, <laughs> even though it's not finished yet, apparently. <laughs> so Amazon's already ruled him uh, <laughs> as lost already by the looks of it. But yeah, it's not showing up on here. It's uh, Fakina's my guy, man. I love the Brits, obviously. You got to back them, but Fakina's so good. And that's another case of it. Another super young player who is very good on clay and now proving himself on hardcore. And super excited to see him in the French as well. Oh, what's going oh, on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> few technical uh, difficulties. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all over now. Yeah, it's saying that it's all like finished. Six-one uh, in the final uh, set there. So well done, Davidovich Fakina. An amazing, yeah, an amazing win there. Still a good tournament though for um, Cam Norrie. Yeah, for Norrie, you can't be too hard on him. No, for sure. Uh, but anyway, we'll get on to that because we've got a lot of them matches we'll be talking about on uh, next. Well, maybe we'll do another live one if you guys like this setup. Let us yeah. know what you think of it. Um, but the other two games, we'll just get through these. So before we get on to the women's, is we had Silic versus Gombos. Bang. That was a really tight game. <laughs> really tight game. I actually uh, anticipated or predicted that Gombos would win that match. Oh, and I, would, I, don't know, no, I know that. I know it's a bit silly. <laughs> but for some reason, the more I'm getting into tennis and the more I'm watching a lot more tennis, I always see a lot of good in these underdogs. And I feel like they've always capable. I believe in them more than they probably believe in themselves. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. We see them in the challenges so regularly that we're sort of so gassed to see them finally in slams that we're 
we're riding the hype train all the time, like with the JJ Wolves, the Rusevoris, like even yeah. Davidovich Fakina, see? They come yeah. good eventually. That's what I'm saying. So we've always we've always been a bit like that, haven't we? Because we love our challenger tennis, but it was a bridge too far. Silic was too good. A lot of the, yeah. I was watching a lot of this match, and I feel like there was a lot of uh, set point opportunities for Gombos, especially in the third set. Uh, I think even he had a few in the fourth set as well. He just couldn't take him. Silic was able to pull off um, aces when he needed to at the most yeah. important times. When he was ever down or under pressure, he pulled out an ace. And to have that in your locker is just, but that is the difference really between progressing to the next round and not. I don't forget, uh, he's a grand, a grand Slam champion, US Open champion. Oh, so oh, you can't rule. You can't he's, a quality, he's a quality champion. He's a champion. Yeah, he's so good. Him. Come on, let's give it. Let's give him credit. I mean, he's a little bit long in the tooth these days. He's a little bit, but he's got further than Murray. But probably hasn't had the same sort of injuries. But also, um, I just want to say, fair play to Gombos. Played a good match. It was a bit yeah, unlucky. Sure. But now it sets up a really good tie down the bottom of the draw. We've got Dominic Team. <laughs> He yes, beat Summit the Gal. There wasn't really much to talk about there. Beat him 6 3, 6 3, 6 2. Um, That'd be interesting next time. Team's round. finding a bit of form. Finally. About time, isn't it? Yeah, he's sneaking along that bottom of the drawer, isn't he? He's just uh, <clears throat> hoping that no one notices him. Or but on the women's, we've got what? Kavitova. She's at the bottom, sneaking along the bottom. Yeah, she's there. we've got Team Ken- sneaking along this bottom. Yeah, I think that these people we're going to start. These two are a bit, yeah, you never know. Could we see a bit of our team double? Oh, that would be. Anyway, um, we're not going to jump the gun on that. Uh, but Dominic team, like you say, won that comfortably. It sets up a good match. You think Silic's going to cause uh, too many problems for team? Maybe one set, but I think team will get it done in three or four. I don't see it going any further than that. I think team's warming up now, like you've just seen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sort of rounds up the the whole of the rest of round two there. But yeah, look forward to seeing. Hopefully, Dan Evans makes it through the rest of his match, and we can see a Evans Felix next round. I'd be excited for that one too. Yeah, nice one. So let's move on to the women's. Yes, we'll just get the draw up. Um, but before we did Over. that, I oh, know we got it up now, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, got it. Nice one. So. <laughs> Let me just add that. There we go. Oh, I can just announce that there's a Krajinovic and Goffan are playing at the minute. And uh, Goffan took the first set, pretty surprisingly, 6-1. And now they're in a tiebreak in the second. Goffan's got set point at the moment, 6-5 in the tiebreak. But it's but just on, on serve? serve. Yeah, oh. on serve, Krajinovic. Mate, yeah. this is huge. If Goffan can take this set, I think that'll be... Um... Goffan's so tough to beat. Oh, what a player, man. He's a Grand Slam player, for sure. He's uh, really ups his level for the slams. And Kronovic, we know how good he's been playing from last week as well at the Masters. Yeah. Uh, it'd be impressive if you can dispatch him in three or something. That I'll be really impressed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, let's move anyway, on to the ladies. That's really exciting. That's, there's a lot to talk about. And there's been a few I would class as major upsets in this side as well. But if we just start off, we had Medicine Keys. We'd kind of expect her to beat Bolsova, and she did yeah. in very so, convincing fashion. Same with Cornet against Bonaventure. Um, Bonaventure was, uh, I, I watched a bit of this actually because it was one of the late <laughs> matches on, there wasn't much on. Uh, so I was watching yeah. it, and she was uh, actually serving for the first set twice. So she was serving for the set twice and just couldn't take it, ended up take, going to a tie break and lost the tie break. And then after that, just it was an up, uphill climb. But that sets up a good uh, next round match. Keys Cornet. Yeah, that's Keys, really so. interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Keys has been breezed, she's been breezing through, hasn't she? I mean, uh, I've watched yeah, the, some of the highlights of that one against Bolsova. And Bolsova's actually been playing really good tennis in the tournament up until she, she met Madison Keys. And Keys, she's not one I would have even put maybe for winning the thing, but she's been playing so well. I think she has to be considered very soon. If she gets past Cornet, she's going to be a real contender, I think. Yeah, I agree. Definitely don't rule her out. And then moving down, well, one of, your, one of the fans of the podcast, Tig, lost, unfortunately. Ah, uh, you message, I know you message her quite a bit, then you're on Instagram. Ah, uh, mate, the Tig, yeah. Without sounding too weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's sad because Donna Vekic is so good, though. I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm, it doesn't surprise me the result just because I know that I'd prefer well, to be on Vekic. Uh... I don't know. The last few games, she's not been very good, I don't think. Up a little bit, hasn't it? But she still has the ability all the time and, and she has a bigger power game. I prefer the, prefer, the, prefer the TIG on Clay, really, as well, to be honest. I think that's. I've seen some of her better results there, but that's unfortunate. But she's up against now Vekic up against that's probably the biggest shock of the round. Well, this is the one I can't wait to talk about. Piron yeah, I just want to give her like a lot of respect. Wow, what an achievement! She's been out of the game for however many years. A lot of people thought she was done, retired. She's come back yeah. underdog in every match. No one really expected her to win a set, let alone a match. And she's just yeah. knocked out Abi Muguruza, the the finalist in in Australian so Open. Impressive. Someone who's won multiple slams, one of the most elite players on the on the women's tour right now, and she beat her relatively comfortable again. Muguruza yeah, was up a break. I think she was five three up in that first set, and Pironkova come through and ended up winning it seven five, and then just continued in that same vein of form into the yeah. second. And just first. I don't know, just a lot of respect. She just had a child. Not been yeah. playing tennis. I just want to. I just feel like this, this this girl. Like I want her to do well. I'm really wishing her. I hope she can beat Vekic as well. I'm going to put it out there because she deserves it. Like her tennis is a really exciting brand of tennis to watch. I feel. I just think that first set was just so impressive, though. Just to see her like come back all the way from. Yeah, she was uh, but three five. That was right. Yeah, three yeah. five, and to win uh, four games on the bounce. Yeah, and just to take that set. It's just incredible, really. And against somebody who we both—that was our pick to win. The uh, that was our favorite, Muguruza. Yeah, yeah. we both said we thought Muguruza would win this tournament. So she got to it, just, it just shows of, how much we know, mate. Yeah, she got to the final of Australian Open, but we didn't anticipate someone like Pironkova coming in with and disrupting it. Yeah, but Pironkova, she's been a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah. We're so used to seeing just the same old names and the same yeah. people. Piron Kova's, uh, yeah, she's 32 years old, but she's come back in just amazing form. Yeah, and yeah. I just just love to see that. Just love it. It's uh, just a, a great story. And obviously, coming from Bulgaria, like yeah. a place close to my heart, <laughs> it's great to see that too. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll it's be, a very uh, unorthodox stroke. Have you seen her backhand? It's very unorthodox. Yeah, it's a little bit strange, but it's getting the job done. That's the, that's what, that's what I mean. If you get the chance, just to flick onto some of the highlights, just to uh, have a look at some of her strokes. But it's working for her, and I think maybe that unorthodox uh, game she has confuses some of her opposition, which is, I think, that's testament to her. Maybe it's about time that started uh, paying dividends. Yeah, well, we've got another question here from Sumna again. Why does Pliskov always bottle it in the slams? It's true, isn't it? We spoke about this on the on the last episode. I mean, which Pliskova? I'm guessing you're talking about Carolina. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Christina. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I just think that some of the other like top players, uh, it's so hard to be consistent in the women's game. Serena has made it's it somehow. One seed. Come on, He's I know, but there. she's made it look easy, uh, Serena. When it really isn't in the women's game, to yeah, be but the thing I understand what Sumner's saying here because she's saying the fact that in the WTA tournaments, this Carolina uh, Carolina Pliskova looks unbeatable at times. She goes into a slam; she's just not the same player. It seems to be some mental frailties there going on. Possibly, um, she just doesn't have that mental side of her game. I think it's a uh, sort of similar with her sister as well. I see the same sort of frailties and. But her sister more so in just the normal WTA events. Hmm. So yeah, so it's a bit sad because Pliska is one of those people who has all of the elements to be able to win a slam. And it just would be nice to see her in like the latter stages a few more times. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. What can you do? She's gone out again and it'll be at the advantage of all of these other people that are flying through. So we've the got the same question going to be asked. So who's next? Yeah. But this one, this is one person we've been speaking about a lot in the 
last week and this week is Maria Sakari, and she's still doing the thing. You, I think you said you thought Pera was going to take her out, but yeah, well, just Pera started really strong actually and was looking good. First set one at six two, but uh, Sakari's uh, power just come through, and it was just too much so really pa- in the end. So powerful. I'm really excited for this next round match. And another thing we should talk about is Scott. Sorry, on the next round, Scott versus yes. Anisova. She won the first set, and we didn't really. I remember on another podcast, we <laughs> yeah. Were Scott, I don't even know who she, who she is. <laughs> We've actually looked into it and we didn't realise she's only 16 years old. Yeah. US Open girls player. Um, and yeah, she's, wow, what a talent to be it doing that. Fair enough. And even in that second set, she was close. I wasn't sure if she was going to snatch it. She only got broken right at the death. And I think that sort of knocked the stuffing out of her. And Anismova just had a bit too much in the end. But that sets up a really good match with Sakari and Anismova. I feel like if Anismova starts slowly again, Sakari will just finish her off quickly before she knows the game's over. Powerhouse, isn't she? Yeah. All right. So, anyway, yeah, just moving next... down because yeah. we're not we're not too much time, so we get through these. Um, yeah. So it's got... going. Yeah, she's doing very well, and uh, she's set up a interesting third round match there. That'll be probably one of the ties of the round: Sloane Stevens versus Serena Williams, and. No, it's something quite interesting upon the Serena Williams match. She's playing against Gasparian. And yeah. Gus, Gus, like Gasparian's like quite an interesting player because she's probably one of the only female players to have a single-handed backhand. And yeah, uh, yeah it's quite, quite nice to see, quite refreshing on the women's tour to see somebody embracing the Federer-esque backhand. But... Didn't work for her, unfortunately. Serena managed to <laughs> wipe her off the court. But uh, that's just the way it is. Serena Williams, no one's really talking about her, and that could do her the favours, I think, of maybe sneaking through this draw. You don't know. Never rule Serena Williams out. I think she has a chance in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Always We've got a few still... comments coming in, Ben. So we'll get yeah. through a few of that. Bill Yates and he loves the live chat. Thanks, Neil, for joining us. We love your comments. We always see you there, so appreciate you joining us and he asked a question Felix looks oh I'll let you read it Felix looks really good <laughs> do you think he has a chance at the title I think it well we did speak a... about this at the beginning of the, we did speak about Felix at the beginning of the video so just wind back if you've not seen it um for me personally I think he's playing some really good tennis but as we've seen at the beginning of 2020 he got to a few finals and was unable to do that extra step with the likes yeah. of players like you've got Djokovic, Sitapas, I think against these guys, even Zverev, with his when he's firing, I think it's going to be difficult for him to sort of get through them. But you'd yeah. never put it past him as well. And I would like to see someone like a, a Felix do well in this tournament and potentially win it. Sure. But he will have very stiff opposition if he's to do so. This is the only thing. So he's going to have to get past... Either one of those top Medvedev's teams, Sitapas, Djokovic, all of those big boys will be waiting for him to try and uh, knock him down a notch. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's uh, move back to the women's because I want to speak about my girl who's made it through again, Victoria Azarenka, with ease. And if you watch this match, Sabalenka didn't even know what to do in this match. She, she was trying. She really oh, tried the anchors. We already had the Battle of the Ruses earlier. The the <laughs> yeah, the so anchors. now we have the Lenkers. Yeah, I mean, the Belarusians went up against her. And it's really great to see two people from this nation going up against each other. And then obviously they've got somebody else in the next round. Notably, my girl, Azarenka, made it through after her win. Got her Masters title the week before. I think, yeah, she's going strong. She's out for me. I'm really happy with that pick, and she looks strong. And in that match, she looks uh, unflappable. Uh, and she was, she doesn't, she's not the most uh, like powerful hitting player, but she gets everything back, even if they hit super, super hard, and gets it nicely angled each time. So her angles are so good. And that was what was causing uh, Sabalenka just to, hit unforced errors really i mean they were sort of forced you don't know sometimes they call them unforced errors when they're not sometimes they do the other way yeah, yeah it's but, hard to sort of classify what's an unforced error at times I feel yeah like i mean well. for me yeah well so azarenka threw amazing performance and she could be up against well 
for me, I think Vicar is probably going to take it. I think she's already a set up from the first. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'd go. I'll mention towards Swear Tech. To be fair, well, the young she, I, think, I think she's so good. It got I don't know. Vicar winning already. Yeah, I think she was a set up already from yesterday. So okay. yeah, I, I wouldn't think... put it past Tech though. Still, that's that's open. It's had a break in play as well. But we'll uh, go no. down. It's actually time. over. Oh, was it? <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, sorry, I didn't see. Who won? Am I just going to sound like an idiot now? No. You're correct. Swear tick one. Oh, <laughs> there, you <laughs> know I know. Oh, there you what go. You know? That's classic. Uh, oh, and somebody that else. Another one nil to JG there. Yeah, well, somebody hasn't updated on the uh, website. So, uh, apologies. For that. I, just oh, made I thought that was one that was being suspended. I think it might be the Mertens one what's been suspended. It, no, it was suspended before. But uh, oh, right, okay. anyway, yeah, I mean, let's move down. And yeah, that's going to be interesting. So, we've got Swear tick Azarenka. Yep. I fancy Azarenka. Obviously, I've got to say that. So, mm, we can make it. Good player. Don't put it past her. And then we've got Muchava against Callan Sky. Muchava expected us to take that. She's one of the seeds. Callan Sky. Yep. Yeah, it was fairly comfortable ish. And, and then here well, we go. This is Joe the other shot. Joe Conta. This is it's the other Joe Conta. I said it. I, I know that I don't want to say I said it, but I said it. And I said, well, I wasn't saying on the podcast, but I said it to you <laughs> in a private yeah. chat. I thought that it was going to be a big underdog win, five to one underdog. So Steyer won, and uh, yeah, Joe Conta goes crashing out, and uh, it's not good for the Brits. But all the she's Brits just and so the hit and miss. Joe Conta, she's top yeah. player, so close to winning the the Masters last week, but Mark, just I don't know, it's just missing, isn't it? Something she just has these games, and the next week she's no good. And it's a bit exactly. disappointing for her because she started off really well in that in that match, but. Just yeah, falters when it mattered, really. Let's and move then, down. I know, I know, you've got to shoot out fairly soon, so uh, yeah, yeah. Let's move uh, down through the last few. We've only got a few more to tackle. Uh, these ones haven't been updated yet on here, but I can tell you that Mertens is six three up and on serve mm-hmm. uh, in the second set. It's about four three down. Uh, before oh, you tell me, I'm going with Natalie's winning against Alexova. Correct, she won already. It's not even in places. She's through in the tiebreak in the final set against Alexandrova. And yet again, yet again, we see Alexandrova with another up and down performance. So, what can you no, do I just, about that? I really like McNally. Obviously, it's a doubles partner of Corey Goff. She's a really good player. And um, funny enough, we was close to getting her on the podcast. She was, yeah, was going to come well. on, but it didn't. We, I don't know. I forget what happened now with that, but we was, we're trying to sort it out. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, she wins yeah. the, the US Open and we will get her on after that for a she'll reaction. Be, to that whole thing. She'll, she'll be she'll be wanting to come on. Don't you worry about that. Uh, yeah, and then obviously in these last two, well, amazing. This is like an amazing match which we've been set up with now. Ons Jabur and Sophia Kenin, but Kenin got through what could have been a real tricky match there. But this proves to me now. Kenin is meaning business. And now for me, she's probably gone up to favourite for the tournament. Oh, that's bold. She's not my favourite. For me, it's Osaka. And um, I'm glad you said that, actually, because it fits in nicely with um, something uh, Sumner Lennon just said a second ago in the chat. A lot of people are talking on the yeah. chat now, Ken. Nice. Can you see it at all or not? Yeah, yeah, I can see, uh, I can see enough of it. I can oh, right. see Neil and Michael. Yeah, anyway, so some of us just said, who are your favourites now for the women's title? Me, personally, I'm going to go more for Osaka. And were you saying, what, Kenin's your favourite? I mean, I'm sticking, stick to go, well, I've got to stick to my guns, haven't I? And still stick to my Azarenka. But I would say that people would, I would probably see Kenin now. She's coming into form now. We didn't yeah. think much of her at the beginning of the tournament. Now... I think that she could be rediscovering that Australian Open form, and that's what we everyone wants to see. If she comes up against someone like Serena Williams, I think she'd beat her. And I think if she comes up against, I, I can't see anybody. Only Osaka. She's Osaka's probably the only person in the draw that I would she or think she might fear. I think Osaka. If, if her hamstrings are okay, I think she's the one to beat. I just don't. I think she's just in so much good form. She's and... lost some sets though, and that's what one thing. Like, and I think Kenin. I think she's got. She's getting stronger. Osaka. You just don't know, do you? No, no. She's had that leg strapped up a little bit as well. So, yeah, interesting though. 
Oh, one sec, I've just lost the... Oh, there we are. Sorry. <laughs> I, lost, I lost where I was at for a moment. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I think that rounds up our um, our thoughts for this round. We'll do another one of these live podcasts if you actually enjoy it. We've got <laughs> quite a bit of um, reaction, more than we anticipated. So, I, I, uh, I think it, guys. Sumner's uh, correcting. He's saying he's a boy, bro, mate. <laughs> Did you say it was a girl? Did I say it was a girl? <laughs> I don't know. Apologies. Apologies. Oh, apologies. I, 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 thought, to... I thought you was a guy, but for some reason, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. We're trying, about that. To, we're, trying to, we're trying to do a podcast and read stuff. There's no no witness. Is a there's no producer doing it. We're doing it all on our off our own back. So hopefully, yeah, you guys have enjoyed it. Anyway, before we go, I just want to touch on what Michael quickly said, saying about how Felix would like would. Felix would have to be like Sampras in 1990 in 2010 to win it, playing the zone the entire tournament. Yeah. I, I mean, think that, to be fair, but that's, yeah, he's got to play out of his skin, the guy. He can't afford to be at 80%, 70%. needs to be at 100% the whole time because there's some real top players in the men's side of the draw. So <laughs> Tom Rowley's made it into the, uh, oh, <laughs> into uh, the live oh. just at the end. But, uh, yeah. I think so. I think that's exactly right. I think Felix, if he puts a run together, but we've seen him bottle it in finals already on the ATP side. I don't see him, me personally, I don't see him winning it. I see him coming up short against some of the bigger like bigger names. So just see how he goes. I hope he does better than what I'm saying, but let's just see how he does. I'll get Thomas Rowley on the screen because I know he'd, he would love a bit of that. <laughs> we'll give him his limelight. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for your comments, guys. I've got a shoot because I've got a tennis match at 7.30. Uh, I don't know how to make it in time for it. Um, thanks for your comments. Make sure you like, yeah. comment and subscribe if you're not already. And we'll see Definitely. you on the next one. Take Peace. care, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.